Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Ibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. I did an Instagram Live back to school version with Brian Platzer and Abby Fryrick about their book, Taking the Stress Out of Homework, Organizational, Content-Specific, and Test Prep Strategies to Help Your Children Help Themselves. I'll redo their bios, but I just want to flag that it cuts out after about 12 minutes. But I think you get most the gist of their book, and this is really fantastic for parents, anybody out there like me who is sort of overwhelmed by having all of your own stuff to do and then tackling kids freaking out about homework. So this is super helpful for how you can help them, and I found it to be incredibly helpful personally. So Abby Fryrick and Brian Platzer are weekly education columnists for The Atlantic and have appeared as experts in the New York Times on Good Morning America, CBS, CNN, NPR, the CBC, and elsewhere. They both are classroom teachers, tutors, parents, recipients of master's degrees, and the co-authors of Taking the Stress Out of Homework. In addition, they are the co-founders and directors of Teachers Who Tutor, New York City's only tutoring organization that pairs students with classroom teachers. And now I'm wondering if maybe I read that already during the Instagram Live, but if I did, then you just get to hear even more bio about them. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. I'm here today with some special guests on this IG Live. 
This is Brian Platzer and Abby Freirich. Is that Hi, right? Freirich, yeah. Freirich, okay. And they wrote Taking the Stress Out of Homework, which I'm going to show you up close. <laughs> Taking the Stress Out of Homework, Abby Freirich and Brian Platzer. You definitely need this book at the start of school, and they are going to tell you all about it. And I hope you can hear us. So if you can't hear, put something in the comments and I can barely see it. But anyway, <laughs> taking the stress out of homework. So Brian, I interviewed last year for his novel, The Body Politic. Good to see you all again. And they are both teachers and they're going to tell you about a little bit more about themselves and their amazing tutoring business, which I'm sure someone out there is going to need a tutor soon. So uh, this will be a big marketing ploy for them. Yeah. Thank you so much. So thrilling to, to be with you in person after talking to you last time. We are both educators. I currently teach 8th and 12th grade in downtown Manhattan. Abby taught for a long time, and she'll tell you about that. And we run New York's only tutoring company where all the tutors are professional classroom teachers. So it's called Teachers Who Tutor. And we work with students from kindergarten up through 12th grade and all subjects, executive function, etc. And we wrote this book, Taking the Stress Out of Homework, because for all of you folks out there who don't have access for, with tutors or who find yourself alone with your kids struggling to know what to do and how to do it and when to do it and how to talk to them so they don't scream at you and how to actually be helpful and set up students to become autonomous, independent learners, we wanted to create a how-to manual, essentially. And taking the stress out of homework is that manual. Someone is asking in the chat, by the way, who is the girl in the white shirt? Oh, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> the girl. Sorry. That the girl in the um, that's very flattering. <laughs> so I'm Abby Freireich. Brian and I taught together for years in New York City. I taught third and fourth grades, and I now tutor and have tutored for the past almost 20 years now kindergartners through 12th graders really across subjects and Brian and I saw a need to create a tutoring organization comprised of teachers so there's actually educators working with students and to write this book taking the stress out of homework which has a whole new kind of meaning during COVID when parents for the last year and a half have really become sort of on the front lines teachers at home while the teachers are teaching them remotely for those of us who you know, had kids learning at home. But we really wrote Taking the Stress Out of Homework to help understand or to help make clear to all parents the process of how to educate your kids really from an organization standpoint that can then help with content across subjects. Well, when I heard that this was the title of your book, I think that I was in the midst of an American history study <laughs> session with my daughter, and I have been helping her by, I, we make review sheets together, because that's how I used to learn myself, mm -hmm. and so I've been trying to teach her my ways, which half the time she's like, no thank you, and sometimes she thinks work, and sometimes I draw little pictures. That's <laughs> great. Okay, this is, yeah. this is the boat. Yeah. Like, she's like, what's that? I'm like, that's the the war, that's like the dead person. Anyway, I know there are better ways than the way that no, I have been doing it. No, a picture of the dead person. Yeah, I every, mean, every you do what you gotta one. do. Absolutely. <laughs> I think so much of what, what happens nowadays is that kids are trying to learn everything virtually. Show everybody um, the book again while we're here. <laughs> Taking the stress out of homework. This is what we're talking about. Okay, keep going. Kids are trying to do everything through technology and parents are like, wait, you have to do this the way I did, you know, way back when in 1850. And it's sort of a combination of those two pieces working together. So what we really set out to do is to give parents a roadmap 
in terms of study skills. So for example, one of the most important things that all of our students really need to learn how to do, whether they are in fourth grade or 10th grade, is to back plan and to organize. So if there is a test, two weeks away, a lot of kids on Thursday will start studying for a test on Friday and then it will become high drama and meltdowns and kids saying, I can't do this and it's system overload. But so much of this time of year is thinking about how can we set up frameworks to help our kids be successful. So to really back plan and to say, okay, if there's a test in a couple of weeks, we're going to on Monday start by reading over the material. On Tuesday, we'll break it down into different parts and then really cumulatively review the material so that it isn't just the night before where kids open the book for the first time. Interesting. So how involved should parents be in their kids' homework? That is an excellent question. So I think it really depends on the child and it depends on the parent. In general, what I would say is the role of parents is to help support their kids. So it's not parents' homework. Often parents, you know, we care so much about our kids and we want them to be successful. So, you know, you can watch your kids make a mistake and it's okay for them to make that mistake. You don't have to, you, you know, you should never put pencil to paper or fingers to keyboard. You should always you know, help support your child wherever he or she is. So if you see that they really don't understand the concept, you can certainly ask them a question to help clarify it, but you should never just tell them the answers. And if you have a child who's feeling anxious, what you might do is say, you know, why don't you put a star in your homework and ask your teacher or write a note there and, and ask them in the morning. So it's really to help your kids learn to advocate for themselves rather than have them feel that you're being critical or doubting their abilities because that's when homework can kind of become a tricky and tense area, I think, especially in middle school. And we're also big believers in that one size really does not fit all. You know, one of what we want to make clear in the book is that we're giving out, you know, dozens of strategies when it comes to organization or writing an essay or planning for a math test. And chances are your kid's going to roll their eyes at some of them, you know, or they're going to push back at some. They're going to say it doesn't make sense. But if one or two or three stick and then become part of the process, that's really all we're looking for. We, we also believe that when it comes to parental involvement, being involved on the early side in terms of organization, creating systems, that's really when parental help can be the most beneficial. Because if you can create a world where students, you know, from fourth grade, third grade, all the way up through 12th and then college, get accustomed to writing checklists of everything they need to do for that night, to then adding to those checklists the back planning that Abby was talking about earlier, then maybe creating a calendar where they can see for that month, you know, what needs to be done when and how to prioritize certain assignments now or to take care of the more intimidating tasks earlier on. Once all of that is internalized by the student, the actual doing of the work becomes a lot less stressful and a lot less you know, leading to the antagonism, as opposed to if you leave it to the last minute and then the lab report is due tomorrow and you sit down with your kid and you're like, why didn't you do the lab report? And they're like, I don't know why I didn't do the lab report. And yeah. like, that's when it's just not going to work out. So we are big believers in parental involvement in terms of modeling the best ways to deal with tasks, you know, that start to overflow, creating systems that can be implemented, and then only getting involved when students come to their parents and say, you know, like, do you mind looking this over for me? Or if I could have another eye on this, or I'm struggling with math, do you mind? Anything more can feel more uh, detrimental to the process than beneficial. This is like taking me back to college. I'm just showing the book one more time, <laughs> taking the stress out of homework. Everybody needs this book. 
like in college, I used to have so much work. I feel like that I would make timelines every night, right? Mm-hmm. Like five to eleven or something. And I'd be like five right. to five thirty this, and then take a break, and then this, yes. and then dinner, and like I used to write it all out. It's ridiculous. Actually. No, well, actually, it's, it's a great way to do it. it. it it's ridiculous for some people and absolutely necessary for others, you know, because where some students, if if they don't write that list, then they do all the fun stuff first. You know, they write the emails to friends or they buy the new soccer cleats on Amazon and then maybe they know they're good at math, so they do the math. And then it's 11 o'clock and they still haven't started that history term paper and they have a panic attack and it's terrible. Where if they don't have that list, it's all chaotic. If you do have a list, you can then know yourself well enough to manage how to, you know, check those items off. And it's fun to check items off it lists. It feel, that sense it. of accomplishment right. yeah. is, you know, part of the dorky pleasure that, yeah. that you need to imbue, you know, homework and study skills with. I actually think I might start doing this again. <laughs> totally. I think that's <laughs> a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things An hour of email, an oh, hour totally. writing. Yeah. And, and Abby yeah. is such a whiteboard fetishist. I know. I loves, love I, whiteboards. I was actually going to talk. It's, it's true. I'm really big on whiteboards. I actually have a big adhesive post-it whiteboard right in our kitchen where we write down, like, what, you know, if there's certain things that my husband or I or the kids have to remember, we all have expo markers and we write it down. It's, it can be really, it's a great way to sort of figure out what needs to be done and to have it be visible. Because one of the challenges that kids have now is that planners, so many of them are online yeah. or the school assignment centers online. So when it's just in a computer and you open it up or on an iPad and it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. But when kids write it down, they can really internalize what is it that I have to do to get from point A to point B. And in addition, as Brian was saying, What's so important in terms of prioritizing and figuring out what the tasks are is to start with what's hardest first, which is so counterintuitive for kids. They just want to do the fun thing first. But actually, they have the most energy earlier in the day. So they should say sort of like, you know, dessert you eat after dinner or you eat your vegetables first. It's the same thing with whatever's easiest they should do last instead of first. And by making a list of what they have to do each night, you know, on a whiteboard or wherever is visible, it's the easiest way for them to kind of just number the tasks, you know, starting with whatever's hardest first. And although it might be counterintuitive, that feeling of relief we see in especially middle school and high school kids when they do, you know, finish the lab report, if that's the most intimidating task, is just so profound. And and it's like they get to then relax and do all the fun stuff, but knowing in the back of their head there's still this task up ahead that they're dreading, that is intimidating, that is awful at the end, it makes the rest of those hours miserable, where if they can take care of the the harder thing in the beginning, then the rest of their time feels more their own than something scary they're working towards. Right, and the idea is that homework is kind of like in miniature supposed to set kids up for what they're going to encounter as adults, right, where all of us have multiple responsibilities or tasks that we have to accomplish and we have to figure out we have x amount of time how are we going to accomplish this this set of goals and so the idea is for parents is to help your kids figure out how to do that and to make the process explicit so that they can then feel confident in managing tasks both as kids and when they become older too. So there is a point to homework. Yes, there is indeed a point to homework. <laughs> I was always wondering. Beyond learning, you know, memorizing dates or that kind of road information, it's actually the process of having to figure out how to manage multiple assignments when you have, you know, soccer practice or drama rehearsal or all these various responsibilities, how to put it all together and make it work. No, because you're right. I mean, homework for the sake of homework is 
abusive. Like it's just awful. <laughs> you know, you, you know, everybody still remembers their own teachers or their yeah. kids' teachers who are like, really? Yeah. Like, you, you, we need to do a hundred sample problems when just like to give the sense that my class is hard. That's useless homework. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.